Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City, and it's dark outside. It's officially fall. Uh, I'm broadcasting tonight from the bright red desk with a light on because the sun has set. It was a pretty Sunday, though, I will say. Uh, This is the astrology for the week ahead of October 10th, 2021. So we're really working with this energy in a whole new and exciting way. Saturn stations to go direct today uh, and turn forward. Last week on Wednesday, Pluto stationed. We had Godzilla versus King Kong last week, and I did have a few of you call in and go, oh my God, Godzilla, King Kong, you know, whatever your version of the story was. And the reason I said that was these two big guys were both stopped, both staring at each other, both changing directions, and they shared that space uh, the five days before the Pluto stationed on Wednesday, but particularly the Wednesday to Sunday part, you know, where Saturn... Uh, where Pluto stationed direct on Wednesday and Saturn was stopped getting ready to go direct today. Um, So that five-day period from Wednesday to Sunday was very much the Godzilla King Kong, which was such a great analogy. And I actually had somebody write and say, my husband was just watching that movie. So I was like, oh, that's so cute. So this week, not so much going on. We're going to have the sun in Libra. He's going to come in and he's going to square the Pluto and Eris. You know, last week we also had the Pluto-Eris square, number five of five. And we're going to have the sun go into that and, uh, and, and trigger that again this week. But the sun brings illumination. And the sun invites us to understand, you know, what's going on and where we're going. And if you can kind of imagine the heavens as this giant collection of energy and we're going to watch these planets all turn and go direct over the next few months they've all been retrograde and they've all been saying hey you know we took you through covid and then we thought we were going to get going and then covid came back and then now we're now we think we're going to get going you know and the answer is yeah hopefully we're going to get going so that's all good but we're going to watch them slowly turn direct over the next uh, section of time. So I'm going to give you the dates so you can kind of map out the month ahead, actually the, the quarter ahead, uh, and kind of have that energy. Um, so get a pen and paper, and we're going to kind of go through them and go, okay, so Pluto went direct uh, last week on Wednesday. Saturn went direct. Uh, he's going direct now, and he stopped in the sky, and he's turning direct, and so he'll be going direct now. And then the next up will be Jupiter, and he's going to station on the 18th and go direct. And then the next up behind him is Pallas Athena, and she's in Pisces. So we've got to wait till we get into a little bit of Scorpio for her. So she stations and goes direct on November 8th, which is our strategy in seeing things in a new way and having new ideas. And then right behind her, Neptune is going to come along, and he's going to station and go direct. Uh, because he's in Pisces, and he's going to station and go direct December 1st, uh, November 30th, right? He goes direct. And then Chiron comes along. He's in Aries, and he's going to station and go direct uh, the 18th and 19th of December. And then Eris is going to station and go direct, because she's in Aries at 23. So she stations and goes direct uh, January 10th and 11th. And then Uranus comes along and he stations and goes direct on the 17th and 18th of January. 
So you kind of imagine all these planets, you know, they've been all going backwards, and now they're all going, oh, okay, now I'm coming up, now I'm coming up. So if you've ever seen a play where, you know, this character talks and then this character talks and then this character talks, and, they, and you kind of, they all tell the story. The other analogy I like to use with this giant turning energy is that the they're all jumping out of the plane. You know, you watch those war movies and the, the, the cargo door is open and they're all in their parachutes and they jump out and then the next one jumps and then the next one jumps. And then, you, you know, they do a ground shot and you look up and you see all these people in parachutes coming down. As these planets all turn and go forward, they're all going to say to you, you know, we've been through a lot this last little patch. We've been through, you know, a lot of changes and a lot of, under, you know, revisions in what we understand things to be and how we understand them. And now that you've had all this opportunity to get conscious about this, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? So we still have Mercury retrograde for a few more days um, because, you know, it's it's been retrograde too. And, of course, Mercury brought up all the ghosts. Now, initially, Mercury was answering to Venus and Scorpio, but now Mercury is answering to Venus and Sagittarius. And so there's a lot of energy with her. Uh, when Venus is in Sag, she's a little fiery. She's a little more expressive. She's candled. She's impassioned. There's a little more passion in the air, and our job is to go, okay, what's that passion? And as we watch Mercury slow this week to station, he slows and he stops on the 17th, so we're, we're going to feel him towards the end of the week, and that's going to be when the sun enters into that T-square with Eris and Pluto that same day, that you know, next Saturday, Sunday, Mercury stops, and he says, okay, I have fully informed you of everything you need to know. I mean, we're still going to have Mars and Mercury go through there again. But I've given you a lot of information. What are you going to do with it? And so this energy is very, very potent for us. And a lot of people have been, you know, I talked to a lot of clients in the course of a week and students and people have been saying, you know, I'm feeling, I'm not feeling clear, but I'm feeling like I'm getting better getting to more understand it. And on the day, of course, that Mercury stations to go direct is also the day that Jupiter stations. And Mercury and Jupiter station in a trine. Trines are easy, flowing, connected energy, and they form a minor grand trine to Juno and Sag at 21 Sag. So they're going to station, uh, Mars is going to station trine to Jupiter. Mercury is going to station at 10 trying to Saturn and Mars is going to and then Juno is there in the middle kind of forming a minor finger of God uh, my, I'm sorry a minor grand trine in Sagittarius with the Mars and the Jupiter um, in going forward so there's an energy that we're going to all be asked over the next week or so as we go towards October 17th we're all going to be asked how we want to partner and, uh, you know, Libra planets are all about partnerships and relationships and how we doing and how's that partnership going and how you feeling about it. And, and now that Venus is in Sagittarius, you know, she's been in Scorpio for a while, so she was working hard. But now that she's in Sagittarius, she's climbed out of the swamp. <laughs> she's looking at things and going, let me, let me just kind of understand what's going on here. You know, she lights a candle. You know, you're in a restaurant. It's dark. You hold the candle next to the menu to try and read it. She's trying to illuminate us. She's trying to ask us to understand and see things maybe in a different way than we had before. And there's not a lot of fire in the sky. The only planet in fire is Venus. 
uh, and Eris, but Eris is, you know, kind of disagreeable and she doesn't share her candle with you. But Venus and Sag is very much about, you know, how do we share the light? How do we share the illumination? What does that look like? And, uh, you know, I always think of that, this little light of mine, this, this little light of mine is going to shine. There was a church in New York called the uh, Cathedral of St. John the Divine, and there was this wonderful black woman singer who would come and sing it. And, and you know, you, she would sing it at sermons. She would sing it in services. Uh, you know, when you went for different, you know, celebrations, she would sing it. She was a beautiful voice. And, you know, I always think of that song. And she was a little tiny person and, and singing it. This little light of mine, it's going to shine. So I want you to get that candle out. I want you to get uh, an idea of like lighting a candle, you know, and if you think about it, if you've ever been in church, you know, one of my favorite things is Easter vigils uh, because you go in the church and they darken the whole church. It happens on Saturday of the Easter weekend, and they're waiting for the resurrection of Christ, right? I was raised a Catholic. I love these rituals. And they darken the whole church, and then they light, and I go to a church here in New York, St. Ignatius, Lo- Ignatius Loyola, which is a big, nice cathedral over on Uh, Park Avenue in the 80s, 82nd, I think it is, 83rd, 82nd, 83rd. But at any rate, they darken the whole church completely black. And, of course, you know, they drape all the statuary during, you know, Advent, Um, not Advent, during um, Lent. Uh, And they light this big bonfire thing in the middle of the church. And you're all sitting around looking at this bonfire. And then from that, they light the Paschal candle. And from the Paschal candle, everybody has a candle. And they carry these little candles along and they light the they light the person on the end of the aisle and then all the candles, everybody shares their light, right? And so this is that energy, this, that energy of this little light of mine. How am I going to light it? And we're going to be going into... Um, we're going to be going into the season of Scorpio soon, in a couple of days, a week or so. And when we do that dive into the Scorpio energy, there's always this deep understanding of the transformation that takes place. And then when we get to Sagittarius, it's the resurrection of the light. We leave the swamp and we go, we go into Sag. Now, Venus, of course, is leading the parade right now. She's a really bright evening star. If you go out... At sunset, and you go, star bright, starlight, first star I see tonight, it'll be Venus 99% of the time, especially if you're looking in the west. And so she's very bright up there in the sky. So go give her a look this week. Talk to her and do a little ritual with Venus because she is moving towards um, she's moving towards her highest elevation from the sun, which means we see her the brightest in the sky because she's far away from the sun. And it also gives her, uh, as an evening star, she's really speaking to us. Now, we're going to have Venus go retrograde in a couple of weeks and go back and form a conjunction to the sun when she's in Capricorn, which is a very powerful time coming. Uh, But right now, we're looking for that illumination of the light. And also, just sit in the darkness and light one candle. You know, sit in the dark and then light a candle and kind of look and see how you feel. Listen to some music while you're doing it and kind of celebrate the idea of light, the new vision, the new idea. What does it look like? What's inviting you? What's calling you? You know, that one little pinprick of light. Now, one of my favorite things, of course, with Aries is matches, right? And three on a match is dangerous because back in the old days, you know, world wars, if you lit cigarettes, the third cigarette could get enough light to get the sniper to 
find it and shoot you. <laughs> you know? So that's not, that's not going to happen in your living room. But that understanding of how light draws attention, how light draws the focus, and, of course, now the sun has gone below the equator. We had that a couple of weeks ago when we did our equinox egg, egg balancing. And so the days are getting a minute shorter, and the nights are getting a minute longer, and now the nights are longer than the days, right? And the northern hemisphere, of course, reverse it for our southern hemisphere friends. But this transformational energy that we're entering into. So with Venus so far up, and with Vesta, with Juno up there in Sagittarius, wanting to invite you to partner with your vision, wanting to invite you to partner. And as Jupiter stations to go direct, which he's going to do this week on the 17th, we're going to be asked to move forward with our partnerships, with our relationships, with our ideas. The planets are going to very quickly over the next few weeks turn direct and jump out of that airplane and start landing in your living room or in your backyard or wherever they land. So it's a really good time for you to take a moment this week as they're getting ready while Mercury is still retrograde, where they're not actually showing up on your door. Hey, do you got some some food? (laughs) But it's a good week for you to get that vision of what that looks like and why and what what actually do you want to do. You know, what actually you know, you want to do with your with your energy, with your story, with your life. And, you know, for this week, you know, I always kind of think of, um, you know, sometimes when I'm doing readings, I'll um, I'll kind of talk to people and say, hey, you know, this this energy, this story is one of the uh, one of the ones that we want to work on. And work on with this with this energy. So there's a beautiful poem by Mary Oliver which I really love, and this week I tended to, I, tend, I, I ran into it a few times, you know, in talking to people on readings, so I want to share it to you, share it with you. Uh, the Summer Day by Mary Oliver. Who made the world? Who made the swan and the black bear? Who made the grasshopper? This grasshopper, I mean, the one who is flung out of the grass, the one who is eating sugar out of my hand who's moving her jaws back and forth instead of up and down, who's gazing around with her enormous and complicated eyes. Now she lifts her pale forearms and thoroughly washes her face. Now she snaps her wings open and floats away. I don't know exactly what a prayer is. I do know how to pay attention, how to fall down into the grass, how to kneel down in the grass how to be idle and blessed, how to stroll through the fields, which is what I have been doing all day. Tell me, what else should I have done? Doesn't everything die at last and too soon? Tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? What is it you tend to do, plan to do, with your one wild and precious life? And so off we go. Off we go into the week. Um, being guided by the grasshopper image and being guided by Mary Oliver and being guided by that little candle that you're going to light and sit in the darkness with and kind of think about and look for the illumination and imagine the church illuminating with all the different lights and everybody's light being shared. The beauty of candles is it shares the light with other candles and it doesn't go out. It's cool. 
All right, so the week, the week ahead, da-da-da-da-da. Okay, so we have a nice week ahead. Of course, the moon is right now in, um, uh, today it is in uh, Sagittarius, and it's going to go void, and then it's going to go into Capricorn, and we'll go through the moons in a second. So we'll do the suns first. So the sun this week is at 17 uh, Libra, and it goes through 25 Libra. So all the planets in your chart, I was explaining this to somebody in the reading this week, all the planets between 17 and 25 Libra, any degrees, the little signs in your chart with a little degree, the sun will wake them up in some form or another as he goes through those degrees. So he's going to wake them up and illuminate them. Uh, the sun has a really nice partnership energy on the 12th for forming partnerships, merging, coming up with new ideas about how he wants to partner. And he also has a lovely, lovely trine to Jupiter on the 15th. So we're going to watch that lovely trine. The sun trines Jupiter. That happens once a year. Well, actually twice a year, but once in this form, once in, the op- once in an opening and once in a closing trine. But a trine is always a productive, new, great ideas about how to proceed. And then at the end of the week, on the 17th, uh, the sun is going to be opposite Eris and squaring Pluto. So that makes that aspect that we've had activated twice by Mercury. We've had it activated by Venus. We've had it activated... You know, we're going to have Mars in a week or two activate it, but we've had Mercury wake it up twice. And that's all the stuff that we've been finding, all the books that are being published, all the stories that are being told, all the ghosts are coming back and telling us stuff. You know, I've had clients find relatives. I've had clients find out that this baby was given up for adoption. I've had clients find out that they were adopted. It's been a big week with the Venus and Scorpio stuff. Now the Venus and Sag stuff, because Mercury is still retrograde, right? And Venus is in Sagittarius. Well, he stations and goes direct. Now we're going to find out, oh, that went on. Oh, wow, I didn't know about that. So that's justice, legal systems, visions of how we get there. Ah, makes you almost tired thinking about it, doesn't it? So Mercury this week is going retrograde from 14 Libra back to 10 where he's getting ready to station at 10, but, you know, he's he's in process. So this week, Mercury has a parallel to Mars on the 12th, which is kind of a like a handshake deal. Mercury parallel Mars is like they get together, they nod, they go, okay, terms of the deal are this. We got, them, got the basic outline. We're good. We don't have the ink yet, but we have the deal. And so then we'll work out the, we'll work out those next parts. We also have Mercury in a, in conjunct or quincunx to, um, to Venus, I'm sorry, to Uranus in Taurus, and then a little later in the week, we're going to have Mercury in an inconjunct to Athena. Uh, it's a little bit of a finger of God with Mercury bringing things to light. Now remember, this is the second version of them, and saying, okay, let's figure how we do this, because part one, part two, this is part two, there'll be a third part next, after Mercury goes direct. So we're getting some unexpected news, and we're getting some, and then that will cause us to have to change our strategy or our approach. And then we have Mercury in a trine to uh, series in Gemini. So this is new approaches to caretaking and working with yourself. And then at the end of the week, Mercury is sextile to Venus. Mercury's at 10 Libra, sextiling Venus and Sag. So that's very much of, you know, kind of more candles lit. Right, we're going to have more ideas, more candles, kind of like, ooh, I see that in a different way. I'd never seen it before. We also have this week Venus running from 
uh, 6 Sagittarius to 10 Sagittarius, almost 11. And so Venus this week has a sextile to Saturn on the 13th. And so that's a good working aspect. You know, Venus is in Sagittarius. She's sextiling Saturn now direct at 6.53 Aquarius. So the two of them are coming up with, okay, I have a vision for this. How do you want to work together? And remember um, that, you know, that, that energy of the sextile has a working energy to it. It says fire and air work together to help us see it. Venus also has a very cranky, crabby aspect with Eris and Pluto on the 15th. She's Sagittarius. This tends to be an aspect where people get in trouble for saying something they shouldn't say or is not approved, right, of what they should say, how they should say it. And so with Venus on that, you know, we do we do tend to see the cancel culture show up on the 15th uh, because Venus is sesquiquadrate Eris and then semi-square Pluto. Um, so those are stressful aspects, but it's sesquiquadrate Eris, so Eris is going to be stirring the pot, and Pluto's going to be saying, oh, please, do we really have to deal with this? So one of the things that, you know, uh, we've been seeing lately, and I think it's, you know, it's an interesting shift with Mercury retrograde and, um, you know, the, kind of the awareness of stuff is people saying, yeah, I did say something mean, and I mean it, and I'm going to keep saying it. And I can say it, or I can say it, but you can't say it. You say it, that's a problem. I can say it, you can't. So it's also really being careful what you say, because Mercury in this position and Venus in this position are going to catch you. So if you say, well, so-and-so said this and this, and they didn't, you're going to get caught. Because it's like reveal, right? It's reveal energy. But also being aware of the things that are said that are, quote-unquote, objectionable, and people reacting to that going, you know what, I'm really tired of hearing about that. You know, it's, it's a very crabby energy. So just kind of watch then. Should be a big news story in the news, but also in your own life. Mercury's in Sagittarius. And, you know, the whole thing with Sagittarius, and I always say this to them, you need to say to people, you want me to tell you what I think. And a lot of times they don't because they like it the way it is, and they don't want to hear what you think. They want to do it the way they want to do it. So this is a very contentious energy. You know, it's probably the most exciting aspect this week, but it is contentious, and it is a, you know, I really don't want to hear that. Uh, all right, I hear it, but I like it. And then right behind that, Eris, uh, Venus, Trines, Chiron. That hurt. That You hurt my feelings. You said something, blah, 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 blah. But it's also trying Chiron and Aries. And so Venus and Sag says, I am a candle baby, you're a match. Three times is unlucky. Three on a match is unlucky. Why? Because the sniper can take off your head. But I'm sharing the light with you. So you want to be conscious. It's a really interesting configuration. So I'm going to be really curious to see how it shows up. Because it often shows up in a way that people kind of go, you know, I agree with them. You know, like when I look at that and I hear the story, I go, yeah, I kind of agree with it. And one of the things that I've kind of noticed with Twitter and some of the social media is, you know, the, the piling on that happens. You know, there's like this pile on of stuff. And people kind of go, and, you know, I don't, I don't want to be piled on about this. I, don't, I want to say what I say, and I, I'm allowed to believe what I believe, and I'm allowed to say it. So watch that energy, you know, as Rachel Maddow says, watch the space, watch that energy, because it's pretty, it's pretty fisky, frisky, that 15th is. 
And then Venus has a square to Athena uh, on the 17th, where she's able to say, "Okay, this is what I'm. This is what I'm thinking." The 11 and Mars this week is in Libra, also going from 17 to 21, and he has a sesquiquadrate to the nodes of fate on the 11th, making some decisions about the direction, and he also has a, a, a being kind of a little bit surprised by things on the 16th. You know, it's kind of makes a partnership let's go of a partnership. So that's often a, you know, someone gets a deal and someone has let go. Or, you know, we had it a couple years ago where, you know, CBS announced a change in its morning lineup, but it leaked. They didn't know that got leaked, and then they had to announce it, but they hadn't told the one guy he was getting fired. So watch for the 16th for some kind of, oh, they got fired. I didn't know I was fired. Um, I had somebody here the other night uh, who was talking to me about, you know, she she works in the film industry and she wasn't on the call sheet. And so she realized that she was being let go because she wasn't on the call sheet. <laughs> and they hadn't told her yet, but she wasn't on the sheet. And one of her friends said, oh, you're off that day. And she's like, oh, no, we'll talk about that later. But that was her knowing, okay, they're not renewing me. That energy, you know, where it gets revealed, like somebody gets let go and doesn't know about it. And it can be you, too. Um, Saturn stationing to go direct. We know we're back working with that energy of February 14th when he went into his retrograde shadow. And Uranus uh, has a lot of energy around change and moving, and he's shifting on the 16th. And I have to say I have four people moving right around there. You know, one's, one friend's moving to Portugal, one friend's moving to California, uh, one friend's moving back to New York. So that's this week is a big move week, of course, when Mercury's retrograde. Some people moving back, some people moving on. New energy. We also have uh, Vesta. I'm sorry, Neptune square Vest Juno, which is adjusting our partnerships this week. So those are the energies of the um, the planets. And let's look at what the moon's doing. And I had somebody say to me the other day, they loved the Donald days. So a shout-out to Donald Blanford for coming up with a great idea that everybody likes, which is tell me when days are going to be intense, Anne. And so the Donald Blanford Day this week is Tuesday, the 12th. That is a day when we have many squares of the planets. Capricorn moon stirring the pot. The second Donald Blanford Day this week is the... um, the 17th, which is kind of just more stressful, but that's also when the sun squares Pluto, and that's also right before Mercury goes direct and right before Jupiter goes direct. So the 17th is a secondary Donald Blanford day, a DB day, we call him, because he doesn't want to be confused with the orange guy. So that's why we have to say his last name. Um, Okay, and then so today, the 10th, and a shout-out to Donald for a great suggestion. Uh, today, the 10th, which is the October, uh, we have Mercury and Sag, Moon and Sag. And it goes void tomorrow night, 12.30 a.m. with a sextile to Jupiter. So things done today, really easy, really peasy, fun. Everything kind of flows. And then the Moon is void for about uh, most of the day tomorrow. It is Indigenous People Day, it is Columbus Day, and it is also Thanksgiving Day for our Canadian friends. So it goes void at 12.30, and it's void all day until the moon goes into Capricorn around 11.15 p.m., Monday afternoon, East Coast time. It's in Capricorn Monday, Monday night, Tuesday, uh, and then it goes void on Wednesday at 6.53 a.m., 
and it goes void with a conjunction to Pluto. And as I mentioned, the 12th is kind of a tough day. Moon squares Mercury, moon squares Mars, moon squares Sun, moon squares Eris, moon squares Pluto, moon sextiles Neptune. It's contentious, and Mercury is in a crabby aspect with Uranus. So that's the crabby day, the 12th. The 13th, a little easier, moon goes void, again, void all day long, goes void at 6.53 a.m., doesn't go into Aquarius until 4.47 p.m. on Wednesday the 13th, and so that's kind of a quiet day. We have nice, pretty nice aspects that day, maybe a little bit of dreamy drifty at night, you know, might have a little trouble sleeping Wednesday night the 13th, but not too bad, Uh, and then it's in Aquarius the um, the 13th, the 14th, the 15th, going void at 8.33 a.m., and then it is void all, it's void all day Friday until 10.22 p.m., and it goes void at 8.33 a.m. with a uh, trine to the sun, but then it goes void all day. So we have these void days this week, which are always important. So it's good when they're a void moon to do things, to work on things, to finish up projects, but not initiate new things. You can do follow-up. You can do work on things. Or you can just lay back and not work because the moon's not working and you shouldn't be either. But we do have these longer voids. And then the moon goes into Pisces, 10.22 p.m. on the 15th. It's in Pisces on the 16th. The 17th, it goes void on the 17th at 7.24 p.m. with a sextile to Pluto. So the closing aspects are basically nice, moon sextile Jupiter. The moon conjunct Pluto on the Capricorn moon can be a little hard, but it's not horrible. It's a good ending energy. And then, of course, the Aquarius moon and the Pisces moon all both have nice closing aspects where they're cooperative, they're helpful, they kind of make you feel happy, you know, they work well. So hopefully that gives you an idea of how to work with the energy. And uh, Friday night, the moon, or Sunday night, the 17th, the moon is void at 7.24 p.m. And then it goes into Aries at 6.04 a.m. on the 18th. And that is the weather for the week of October 10th, 2021. So remember, light a candle. Just one little candle in the darkness. Just there looking at it, thinking about your life, thinking about what's ahead thinking about what's going to happen, and then answer the question, tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? Have a great week. Bye-bye.